0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Whole world
1: is watching us now. It's a little intimidating.
2: But since there's no way to calm down, let's give them something amazing.
3: Year, thanks for tuning in to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and friends. Um, we, we had to change up a few things. Uh, Kim had actually a family emergency, so we will be um, airing her show probably next month. But I have my Closest and dearest friend, and my publicist, Miss Nikki Curry, is in the studio who's going to fill in for her. So, I just want to say, Happy New Year's, January the 4th, 2015, a brand new year, a brand new start. Um, We have a lot of information that we want to share. Welcome to the show, Nikki. How are you?
2: I am great. I am great. Happy New Year to you, and thank you for having me.
3: No problem. No problem. Thanks for filling in. How are your holidays?
2: Oh, they were good. They were nice and quiet, and um, just like I like them, they were they were good. A time of reflection.
3: Exactly, exactly, exactly. I know that you were at the same place I was New Year's Eve. Was that not phenomenal?
2: That was. That was a great show. Not only was it a show, but it was a production, and I love those kind of had
3: They were doing the wobble. We went to um, here in Virginia. They had the Ted Constance Center. It was a, a huge stadium. I think it holds probably 10,000 people, and they had it filled to the rafters. Um, one yeah. of our local churches in Mount Lebanon, um, under the leadership of Bishop Kim Brown, he had a New Year's Eve. It was an all-white party, and those church people, they got down. They did the wobble. They had a step show. Um, it was confetti and balloons. It was really, really, really. I had never seen anything like it before. Um, yeah. I, definitely, I, know that, I know they already did book it for next year, and I definitely – will be going back again. That was I had just never seen me and neighbors just saying that it was so remarkable how they pulled it off and with the music and everything. Um it was just a good it was a good feel
2: in the room. It, it, was, it was. It was. It was a little bit of something for everyone.
3: And exactly. as a person
2: yeah, as a person that's always studying other brands and in the branding world, I always look at churches because they too have a brand and um the Mount, Mount Lebanon, has truly, exactly. truly perfected its brand where it's attracting the young
3: people as well as the old people so kudos and, and to them exactly exactly and i ask you on because um even in my, my my group of friends a lot of people have dedicated this year to stepping out into their dreams um they're starting new businesses they're um branching off from their careers building new platforms on and they have they ask me questions because of course under um under your your leadership i have really um out. I've stepped out of my comfort zone, and I'm starting to reap some of the rewards that I was um, of the opportunities that I was introduced from you. So I just wanted to wow. ask on their behalf a couple of the questions. I know I had you on um, earlier when the show started that a couple of them missed, but um, I just wanted to know. So when people are this year, a lot of people on their New Year's resolutions, they're, they're they're starting new businesses, they're um, taking on new opportunities. Um, a lot of these people, they're not going to complete it. So right. what, what are some of the main reasons you think people hold themselves back from going ahead and accomplishing those dreams that they've been putting on for years and years?
2: Well, th- that's a good question, Will, and I can answer that several different ways. But the main reason I would say that most people choose not to step into their greatness within their entrepreneurship field, and that is because they have not made that decision to step up and step out. Um, and then along with that, not making the decision and have, being indecisive, they have fear that tags along with that. So it, it just right. really holds us back. We miss out on a lot of opportunities because we're so afraid to make a decision, so afraid to uh, make a bad decision or a good decision. We just we, we, we refuse to um, see that we have choices and options. And so we miss out. We really do miss out. So I would say to those people, if you've really been thinking about what you want to do and if you've really been thinking about going into a business that you love, you first make that decision, and then you map it out. You have to map this thing out. And, of course, you're going to get a lot of stuff wrong, but that's okay. But at least you made that decision.
3: What are some of those steps? You said map it out. What are some of those steps you suggest somebody does?
2: Here's what I suggest. Like I said, first make that decision. Two. Really find out and realize what you're really good at. And like we we're always talking about, know your gifts, know your talents. As is, That means to me knowing what your strengths are, knowing what your weaknesses are. Because the bottom line, Will, is that we all major in some things and we minor in a lot of things, okay? We're really good at something, and then we're really good at, we're, we are really good at, you know, not so good at something. So you really got to be honest with yourself and do what I like to call a self audit, okay? So that's number a two. Self audit. No, yeah, okay. do that self audit. Know who you really are. You know, like I'm always saying, before you can be yourself, you have to know yourself. Right. You have, right. really have to know yourself. So um, take an audit of yourself and what you're what you're really good at and what you really think you can monetize. Because the bottom line is that there is no sense in going in business if you're not planning to make money. Period. Exactly. This is. It shouldn't be a hobby, it should be a business. Okay? So that's there are people need to
3: treat it like it's a business.
2: Right, right. Now there are a lot of people that treat so called businesses like hobbies and but then we will soon realize when things start to dry up, money, contacts, everything starts to dry up, you have a hobby. You really have a hobby. Because if you're not accepting money or even asking for money, that's the first step. You have to be able to ask for money you're you're not in business. You're really not in business. So right. that that there's a fine line in there and that's a whole nother talk show there.
3: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um And those people, a lot of people who um, I've been talking to, they're afraid of competition. They say such and such is doing this. You know, they have much more experience. They've been around longer. What do you have to say to those people who are overly concerned competitors or competition? I know that we should be aware of our market, who our competitors are. But those people who are are allowing that to um, dissuade them from stepping out on faith and accomplishing their goals, what do you have to say to them about um, competitors and competition?
2: Well, competitors, that's a big topic right now, too. I used to say, oh, we don't have any competitors, da-da-da. That's not true. We all have some sort of competitor. It may not be in the same field as you, or it may be within the alignment of what you do in your business model. But here's what I say to that. You have competitors, but you really don't. What I mean by that is the difference between you and your competitor is you. You know, I can do the same thing that 10,000 other people actually do as publicists and brand managers and, you know, empowerment coaches and accountability coaches. That's cool, too. But the difference between the the two of us or all of us is that we don't do it the same. And the difference is that I'm Nikki Curry, and there's only one Nikki Curry. I can't pretend to be Will Strayhorn. I can't even imagine being Will Strayhorn. I have to be the best me that I can be. So. Exactly. I realized that when God made me, it was in within the divine plan of the Nikki Curry plan. So right. be you, do what you do, and don't worry about the rest. And if you're really smart, Will, if you're really smart, you mm-hmm. will find a way to not compete with your competitor but compliment. Exactly.
3: exactly, exactly. And I think a lot of people missed that point. I'm glad you said that, exactly. Yeah. You know yeah. what, Nicky, Nick, we have a question. We have Mark Parham from Atlanta. He has a question for you. Welcome to the show, oh, Mark.
1: Okay. Hey, man, how you doing? Heather? Good.
3: Happy New Year. Happy New Year.
1: Happy New Year, man. Congratulations, man, on a great show. You've been doing Thank a, you.
3: I appreciate a great
1: it. job, man. I'm really impressed okay. you've been getting the two lids from this <laughs> Nicky stuff. Everything is yes. really good.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so...
1: Um, my, my, my question or comment to add to the uh, what you're talking about is the thing that I see people need are to develop new habits, okay, they mm-hmm. have to be more disciplined. You know, when you start going into business or changing your life, you need new habits, you know, and I wanted to throw that out there to see, you know, how do we help people develop the new habits that they're going to need to develop a new life? Cause a lot of times they're trying to do stuff the old way, and unless they adopt some new ones, your new input, your new output. Right. Right. Mark, <laughs> that,
2: that's a good that's a good comment. You know, there's something that I've – there's a formula that I use. And because we all procrastinate, we all get lazy, or we all just right. don't want to do something. Here's a formula that I've been using for years, and I learned this from one of my business coaches. And that formula is strategy plus action equal mm-hmm. results. And, Mark, you and I mm-hmm. both are coaches. So the bottom line is we can give you the strategy and, and the, the consultation and the coaching all day long. But if you don't put that stuff into action, you would never achieve right. the result. So that's right. where the, the, habits, the new habits come into place. If you're upset about something, if you don't like the way things are going in your business right now, change it. Change it. If it's not working, you have to change it. You have to change what you've been doing in order to get the new result that you desire. So you can talk about it all day long, but until you be about it, like they say in the street, nothing's going right.
3: to happen. Right, exactly. And I think, like you but said you earlier, what were you saying?
1: Well, I said you got to change it for more than two weeks, too. A lot of times people change something, <laughs> they go like two weeks. Uh-huh. You got know, You got you to stick with it, you know. You can't yeah. just, you know, even if it gets hard, you got to just keep going.
2: That's true. Let it let it be hard. Let yeah. it be hard, yeah. and and go through the other end. How long does it take for you to to create a new habit, Mark? Is 21 it twenty one days.
1: Twenty one days. Twenty one yeah. days. Is it
2: twenty one days. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. So yeah. You, you got to.
2: But see, some of us, Mark, we we want to give up after five days. Oh, that didn't work. <laughs> that didn't work. That didn't. No, nah, that wasn't a good idea. Oh, we should have thought of something else. But see, we got to have perseverance. We got to have Mm -hmm. perseverance. We got to push through. When it's hard, let it be hard. Let it be hard. I'm telling you. And I just heard the words the other day again. It's something I'm always saying too. You always get what you need when you need it. But if you're not willing to work for it and and, and scrape your knees, you can't complain. You cannot complain because you didn't put forth the effort.
3: Right. Exactly. And I think, like you were saying earlier, a lot of people, including myself, when this whole journey, began it was for fear of failure a lot of people are um afraid to fail and i had to learn that failure is one of my greatest learning experiences
2: hello Um, to the point now
3: where yeah i learn from those whenever something happens not in my favor i ask what can i learn from this to make sure that this?" exactly
2: exactly and you have to get serious about what you're doing and i remember something you said to me will and i don't know if we have time for us to bring that up but i there's something you said to me and i always repeat it to everyone else and that's something you said you said Nikki, you know I'm serious about my career, right? And when you said it, it's not what you said, but it's how you said it, it right. it's just it pierced through my soul, and I always remember that. That's wonderful,
3: That's wonderful. But thanks, Mark, for calling in. We do have another caller coming up, but I want to thank you, man, for calling in and all your support. You're my mentor too, so um, Mark Farham, I'm watching you, man.
1: Absolutely. No, no, wor- yeah. no worries, no worries, <laughs> Nikki. I'm going to enjoy having you tomorrow night on my show. So. Don't use her up, Don't use her up, Will. Don't use her <laughs> up, Will. Say it's up for me. <laughs> Mark, go ahead and announce your show. Oh, no, uh, tomorrow night, 8.30, same time, we're going to be talking about marketing and entrepreneurship, some of the same topics you're going to be going over tonight. So uh, okay. I look forward to having Miss <laughs> Nikki on the show so we can uh, chop it up some more. So uh, we're going to make it happen. So, Will, man, Thanks. good luck. We're going we're gonna to do some things together. We need to do a show together, Will. I'm for
2: it. <laughs> I'm for it. I don't All think
1: right. you're ready for that. <laughs> yeah, thank
3: you. All right, talk to you later. Okay. Next, Nikki, we have Janae calling from Portsmouth, Virginia. Welcome to the show, Janae. How are you?
2: Hi, Will. hi, Nikki. How are you guys doing? We good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. So my so, question, um, Nikki, uh-huh. is that you made a, a good point earlier about. Not um, teeing with someone that's in your industry or that has some of the same ideas that you have, um, but mm-hmm. complimenting them. Mm-hmm. Could you give an a, a concrete example of maybe how you dealt with that, or maybe someone such as myself, that's in the event industry, could deal with an issue like that? Yes, I I can give you I can give you general and I can give you specific. But here's what I want to say for you. Say, for instance. Um, like I am in the branding and marketing and PR field. You are in the event styling and um, life branding field. So mm-hmm. as an event planner, event stylist, what I would do is I'm not afraid to join forces with someone that does the same thing that I do. So say, for instance, mm-hmm. if you are were to put on an event, I would join forces with another event planner that you know has the same work ethics that you have, you know that's going to do a good job, all of that good stuff. Join forces with them. They're responsible for one part of the event, and you're responsible for that part. Another part. Even though you may know how to do the same thing, what you do is compliment each other, and you don't step on each other's toes. But you get mm-hmm. the job. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It does. Yeah. And see, mm-hmm. I'm telling you something. I've done that before. I have been on the same platform with people that are within my industry, directly within my industry. I. Play my role, they play their role, and we are standing there as a united force. Mm-hmm. And people take notice of that, and they go, wow, wow. It makes you look like the bigger person. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, what you want to do is provide the outcome and provide the results for those that need you the most, period. Mm-hmm. You don't want to enough for everyone. There is mm-hmm. enough for everyone. And a and prime example of that is Will Strayhorn. Even mm-hmm. though he's in the hair and beauty industry, he's well-known. He knows a lot of people. He knows a lot of people that, that you know, do hair and all of that kind of stuff. But you always mm-hmm. see Will celebrating, uplifting, promoting, and helping other stylists. Am I correct?
4: Yeah.
3: Exactly. That's- I mean, mm-hmm. and that was a process. It did take a process for me to realize that there is enough um, business out there for everybody and also to appreciate the fact that everybody brings something different to the industry.
2: And that's right. it That's mm-hmm. it. guess exactly. what it's called It's called growth It's called mm-hmm. growth
3: exactly.
2: Not afraid to stand tall with someone that's in the industry I'm not mm-hmm. It's only going to make you look good Okay, so your people may not know about me And my people may not know about you It's all good mm-hmm. <laughs> it, works. <laughs> it works Bring it on Bring it on all right. Thanks so much well, for calling
3: in Thanks so much thanks for calling so much in for and congr-
2: I'll
3: see, see you um, later on this month Janae.
2: Absolutely, I'll be All ready. Right.
3: Easy. <laughs> Thanks. Good tonight, night,
2: guys. You too. Thank you. Thank
3: you. So, we have another call coming in from um, Brenda Henderson. She's calling in from Hampton, Virginia. Welcome to the show, Brenda.
2: Thank you, Will, and Happy New Year to you and Nikki. You Happy as well. New Year,
4: Brenda.
2: Uh, Nikki, uh, what I wanted to say is, uh, being an entrepreneur, sometimes I have felt lonely in that the circle of people that I had around me so negative that I had to get new friends, new new surroundings. What is your thought on that? Sometimes, you know, you don't want to leave anybody behind, but sometimes you have to to progress. You know, Brenda, I, I know exactly how you feel. I have been there more than once, and quite often, I'm going to be honest with you. Being an entrepreneur is a lonely field. It, it can be very lonely sometimes. So I'm going to suggest to you, do what I do, and that is stay connected to the right people. And even if it's a small circle, that's even better. You know, I have this, this mantra that I use, and I have to remind myself of it sometimes. Raise the bar, reduce your circle, and get ready. You hear what I'm saying? Raise Whoa. the bar, reduce your circle, and get ready. And get because ready. guess what? I, like I feel that God will put people in your life that need to be in your life and in your past. Those people will come in your path for that very same reason, for that season. It's okay. But just guess what? Those people that love you, they know you, and they want to be around you, you're never alone. You're never Mm -hmm. alone. You are never alone. We are here for you because we get you and we understand you. But it can get very, very lonely, especially when we disconnect. Sometimes we disconnect when we shouldn't disconnect. So I'm going to say this other point to you is to – Stay as active as you can with the right people doing the right things. Okay? That sounds keep yourself, great. Yeah, motivate yourself. You shouldn't need anyone else to motivate you. Motivate yourself. Keep your eye on the prize and keep pushing forward.
3: Awesome, awesome. Thanks for Thank calling in, Brenda. Thank you. Well, Nikki, um, I just wanted you to share some information. A lot of people... Um always always give them information about how they can contact you, but for the masses, share your website information and contact information how people can get some more um feedback and direction from you.
2: Yes, I would love for people to contact me. We're doing something new in twenty fifteen um I am' making myself more accessible to that person that feels like that underdog and they feel like they need to be able to share more of themselves, but they are not sure of how to do it but please, please contact me through email or through my website. My email is media, M-E-D-I-A, at com. That's media at dot I'll go to my website, which is com. okay? So please uh, feel free to reach out to me if you want to talk to me, have a strategy session. There is a form on my website. Fill out that form, and I promise that we will get back to you within 24 hours and schedule your special time to talk to me if you're ready to play a bigger game in 2015 we are here to help you do that but you got to be ready now you got to be ready Now
3: be ready be ready you have to be ready I'm telling you no joke but she'll get you where you want to be I I, I can guarantee you that thank you Nikki so much for um coming and talking to everybody um of course I welcome you back again again and again and again and I'll be speaking with you soon okay
2: okay thank you so much for having me Will I'm very proud of you keep going thank you so
3: much all right you're listening to Let's Face it on the Survival Radio Network. I'm your host, Will Straighthome, and we will be right back with Miss Tracy Mack.
4: Cake Cafe Atlanta, where desserts are created and you taste love. Looking to fill your sweet tooth? Do you have a special event or occasion you're planning? Give Cake Cafe Atlanta a call. Located at 368 Candler Road, Atlanta, Georgia, 30317. Open Monday to Saturday, 10 to 7 p.m. You can get the best in pies, cakes, cobblers, coffee, brownies, specialty popcorn, and more visit their website at www.CakeCafeAtlanta.com or give them a call at 404-284-0106. That's 404-284-0106. Call Cake Cafe Atlanta today. Looking for a cafe with a home-like appeal where all who enter feel like they are part of something? Visit My Coffee Shop, located in East Lake, Atlanta, Georgia. MCS has a full breakfast and lunch menu, offering both hot and cold options, and is home of the amazing basil lemonade. But don't forget their assortment of freshly brewed coffees. Come on by at 2462 Memorial Drive, Atlanta, Georgia, 30317. We're pretty sure My Coffee Shop at East Lake will become your coffee shop, too.
1: Join the thousands of alumni and friends as we support Florida A&M University and the
2: fundraising effort that reminds us that everyone can give. With just a $10 donation to
4: Florida A&M University and an invitation to 10 of your friends and family, we can make a difference. So go ahead and take the challenge. FAMU, 10 for 10, are you in? Visit www.famu.edu to make your donation
2: today. This message is brought to you by Orange and Green and Associates.
3: Welcome back to Let's Face It. I'm your host, Will Strayhorn. My guest tonight, life coach, author, best-selling author, author I might add, speaker and friend to the show, Miss Tracy Mack, is my guest this evening. Welcome to the show, Nick. Um, Tracy. How are you? Happy New Year. Tracy? Okay, she must have been disconnected. But my guest this evening She has a new book out. She was one of my, I think she was my first guest um, back in September. Do you want to take your business to the the next level?
4: Ultimate Business Solutions provides the support you need to increase your customer base and sell more products and services online. Specializing in graphic arts, web development, and internet marketing, Ultimate Business Solutions creates the face of your business. If you're looking for a custom logo, dynamic website, or popping marketing material, Call Ultimate Business Solutions today at four zero four seven zero four two one nine seven or visit www.ultimatebizsolutions.com. Ultimate Business Solutions let us create your future.
3: All right, welcome back to the show. I think we have some technical difficulties. Tracy Mack, are you there? Hi, Tracy. Okay, I think we're having some technical difficulties. Lost communication with the station. I apologize. Um, I'm sure they're working on that. Hi, welcome to the show, Tracy. Welcome to the show, Tracy. Welcome to the show again. Tracy, are you there? We're having some connection issues. Well, as I was saying, she was my first guest, um, along with Dr. Terrell Strayhorn on our Passion and Purpose show, which was our inaugural show back in September of 2014. And she's going to be here talking about her show. I think we are connected. Welcome to the show, Tracy. How are you? Nope. Okay, well... She has a new book out. It's called Relationships, Nothing But the Truth. And it I'm in the middle of reading. I haven't finished it yet, but it's remarkable. She's interviewing men and women basically about their relationships, um, their their connections in different relationships, relationships with food, relationships with the church, relationships with spouses, relationships with themselves. Um, And I'm here. I'm going to read it. Welcome to the show, Tracy. How are you?
2: I am well, Will. How are you?
3: I'm doing well. We had a little Technical glitch, but I'm glad you're here. Um, yeah, I, was I was just talking about your book. Um, I'm in the middle of reading it. It's uh, luckily it's one of those books that you don't have to read in order, in chronological order, because you can look at the table of contents. A lot of those to- those topics really grab my eye, and I will tell you, I'm really on chapter 33, the one where you're talking about where you're talking with Jewel. I can really oh, yeah. um, a lot that she's saying really resonates with me um, on that. But yes. I just want to know. So how have you been? How have you been? been? I've been
2: following you. I'm, I'm I'm excited. I have been doing wonderful. Uh, great things happening. Uh, 2014 was the bomb, and I'm looking for some great things happening in 2015. And uh, the book is is wonderful, so I'm really excited about that.
3: Amazon bestseller, and, and yeah. I think that <laughs> happened rather rather quickly. Yes, right. I,
2: I I did what it took and 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 mm-hmm. prompted my readers and I believe the yes. subject of relationship is so frontal right now that people were just hungry for something different, um, something that met them where they were within their relationships, personally and professionally.
3: Exactly, and it's a different view on relationships because they're different people are talking about their relationship to different to different things. So, why did you write the book? Number one.
2: Wow, first of all, no matter who we are or where we come from, race, religion, ethnicity, we all deal with relationships, with people, places, mm-hmm. and things. And, Will, I knew uh, as a coach uh, that is my niche relationships and, and personal development. But I knew I had some of the best relationships, whether they had been clients or within my personal and professional life. And they were, relationships as a whole was too dynamic for me to write about them alone because I hadn't experienced everything.
4: And I was listening
2: earlier to when Nikki Curry was talking, and she talked about joining forces, and that's mm-hmm. what I did. And I hadn't seen a book that shared, especially from the African-American experience, even though any mm-hmm. anyone can benefit, but there wasn't a book where I had seen that included real truth about women and men from different oh. walks of life. And I got tired of reading about relationship books that had uh, Step one, two, three. And they didn't know mm-hmm. a thing about me. If you do this, this, and this. And I said, you know, if, if they can't assume that these steps don't work for everyone all the time. And people who feel defeated after they read a book and imp- try to implement the steps and it doesn't happen. And I said, I need to write something based on what I was experiencing in my own life and with clients. And then, Will, I got tired of seeing books where people would talk about their the destitute parts of their lives when they were having really hard times, and all of a sudden they jumped to abracadabra. Now they're rich Mm. and successful. And I'm like, where was the juice? I want the juice. I want to know how you got from this point to this point, not so I would have to follow what you did, but so I wouldn't feel alone because I had some Mm. juice to deal with. And so I wanted also to provide a space for conversations in a way that people who needed to have some very awkward conversations with their spouse, their um within religion, within all forms of relationships, especially within the African-American community, because there's things we don't talk about. And we have right. this thing that if we don't talk about it, it will go away. So I said, let me create something based on truth and people's different experiences where people could kind of engage and start having uh, relationship conversations among business owners and spiritual leaders and churches and book clubs that would set change ablaze so people could really feel great about their truth.
3: So was there your selection, because I know you talked to, like you said, men and women throughout the book, um, basically interviews, what was your selection process like?
2: First of all, it was my own life. I, I couldn't ask the people who I wanted to interview to come to the table with their truth if I wasn't ready to come truth with mine. Uh Then I went on my next layer was my family. There was a truth within Mm -hmm. my family. My parents went through a very rough time in life, and they divorced after 43 years of marriage. And that, that was a truth that many people say, what? Especially, you know, Within the uh, the ministry and church and right, and, and, right. and being bishops and pastors and all that kind of stuff, and I said, you know what? I can't ask my friends and my 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 uh, and colleagues to come to the table because I realize everybody had a truth, and so many people feel alone, so many people are suffering from religious frustration, spiritual uh, fatigue, and even so many areas of transition, divorce, marriage, remarriage. What do I do about this? And I said, you know what, let me bring some lives to the table that did it, that have gone through it, have got the T-shirt, and they wear their truth well, and they have overcome challenges and lived successfully, you know. Uh, So that's what the, the heart of the matter for the book was. And then providing, because it's like people could see their differences in the stories. And even closer to home, sharing my own story, my marriage uh My child and my closest relationships, our stories had not been told uh-huh. and because I began to listen and speak to people even on a professional level on a daily basis, I could see how the core of their vastly different stories had very common threads and I said people don't tell their truth because they think they're alone, and if they okay. only knew how beautifully connected their tap the tra- tapestry we weave together and the threads of our inter, our individual stories come together, we could listen and communicate
3: our truth. I'm, I'm imagining that in you interviewing and talking to people and them actually opening up and sharing the information, there has to be a certain amount of um, liberation that comes from becoming transparent and getting all those things that, to many people, those things hold you back in life. But actually getting getting a lot of that stuff out, a lot of that, uh, I'll call it junk out. Um, Mm -hmm. on the table liberates so many people. And like I said, I was reading through your book, first thing that caught my eye was the goodness sake, my weight, the relationship with food. (laughs) And, yes, that's been my lifelong struggle. And as a matter of fact, it's on the top of my resolution list for 2015. Um, I know I have a strong relationship with food. Um, But Mm -hmm. just reading the story and learning how, you know, um, it's really not about being a size two, but the fact that, you know, you're healthy and that mm-hmm. you can come to a point where you're happy, you know, with yourself or whatever size.
1: So,
4: mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What, yeah. what,
3: what were some of the more more captivating stories and breakthroughs as you interviewed all these people in your book that you can recall? Yeah.
2: And I'm not just saying this because uh, for sake of question, but every story captivated me in some way. Really? Um, yes, every single story, because some of these stories, for the people I interviewed, I didn't know some of the things they shared until we did the interview. And wow. I known either professionally, they were clients, or friends for a long time, and uh, even parts of my parents' story. I didn't know it until I interviewed them. Because you know how, Will, when you're talking to somebody and they share their story and then you want to get a little piece in because you had the same yeah. experience? <laughs> and that's what the book does, and that's what the interview did. So I was intrigued by every single person. Um, because I thought about the questions, what do you do if your spouse cheats? What if you and God are good but you're tired of church?
1: Right. What if your
2: money mindset can't change because of what you know and how you were brought up? Can you really be friends with the opposite sex?
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, what
2: Can you really heal after rape, incest, and abuse, all at the same person at the same time? Can you really heal? Wow. You know? And, and what about marriages? What changes? What if it changes after you say, I do? Or what if reaping what you sow means different? Or what if the wedding vows take on a whole other connotation after you've already stood at the altar and it's 20 years later and the person doesn't look the
3: same or you don't feel right. the same? So
2: all right. of those stories, I was like, what, what? You know? <laughs>
1: and,
3: and you know, like I said, me. right. And the story with Jewel, I've I've actually read through that chapter maybe like two uh-huh. times because uh-huh. it's, it's remarkable when someone starts talking, or in this instance, I'm reading what she's saying, and everything that she's saying resonates with me. How she's you know in this, her, her she she has a story of rebirth. She's been the wife, uh-huh. or in my case my case the partner, and uh-huh. you know she's put everything into the relationship, and then you get to a point where you're like, okay, what's next for me? And um, exactly. just her struggles, and then the whole thing about um, her new view of marriage and what it is and what it is
4: not.
3: I I was just like, this whole chapter, I can read this over and over again and get something each time differently.
2: Yes. And even when I, Jewel's story is amazing. And um, Mm -hmm. even Marquis, his story about marriage and outlook on marriage is just extremely different. And one thing about it, sometimes we feel we're going to be rejected because of our truth. But that's another reason why I wrote the book because some of these people's lives are so different that you would reject them if you didn't read their story. And sometimes we experience the same thing. We not face we don't come face to face with our truth. We want to serve, we want to work, we want to make money, we want to have healthy relationships, but we're hiding certain things. And I guarantee you that if you read the book and look at the life and the light that these people bring to the table, some of them you're going to say, Oh, I ain't that bad. <laughs>
3: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Or, or exactly. you're going to say,
2: Oh my goodness, I never knew somebody felt that way. Because we all or share those feelings. Yes. Or even honest enough. And, that, and I really believe, Will, that when we get honest enough with who we are and our truth, that there isn't a person who can't choose to love us. Because truth resonates, truth does not have an expiration date. Truth resonates with anybody all the time. People have a choice whether they want to accept your truth. But if they choose to, they can't not love you because everybody has relationship challenges. I deal with leaders. I deal with clergy, business owners, other coaches. They all have leadership frustration. Where do they go? Who do they talk to? That's another reason why I did the book. I wanted them to see what happened with my parents. I wanted them to see what happened after my dad was a bishop for 26 years, and he and my mom had been married for 43 years, and they decided to get divorced. Why? What happened? What went wrong? Or what went right? People who have self-dissatisfaction or transition. I transitioned in my marriage. I got married 21 years ago, and I am not and refuse to be the same person that stood at the altar. And my husband is not. So sometimes you evolve together, and sometimes that stuff just doesn't sink. What do you do? And who hears you without uh, being uh, judgmental? Who listens? And so some people are too afraid to come forward, and those are the people I serve as a coach. But I said, let me put something out there where my friends' lives could shine because I knew they were brilliant, where my own life and my struggles could help somebody, you know, And and that's why we wrote the book. Bishops, pastors, ministers, coaches, professional, business owners, CEOs, these people are real people, and they don't have someone they feel they can go to with relationship challenges. So the book is is just the beginning of them being able to go in and see themselves and identify with someone.
3: Now. In reviewing, like I said, with the various men and women, what was your greatest revelation that they shared with you perhaps about their relationship in marriage? I know you said that Marcus and um, Jewel had talked about it, but in them speaking, what were some of your greatest revelations about would. I'll
2: tell you, my um, my one of my coaches, Andre Pfizer, he's one of the interviews in the book, and I didn't know it was okay to be odd. Strange piece of work. And until I began to, I was afraid to say some things. I was afraid to express the shift in my beliefs. I was afraid to do some things. So the interview I do with him was when I was at a place where I was afraid and I saw how he was living and what he was saying and how it looked just as strange and crazy as all stuff. I was believing and saying, and I found attachment. I found a relationship connection. And so that was one of the interviews that really shifted because I was I wasn't even um full time coaching at the time when I met Andre and he began to we began to share with one another. And so that was one of the, the greatest revelations that happened when I first um uh, met him that it was okay to be strange and odd and different because that's your moneymaker. That you employ your oddities and you uh, you turn you turn your, your oddities in the way that you serve the world because somebody else is odd too. And you use uh, relationships can be upgraded. So those two things were like light bulb moments for me because I was holding on. I, I listened to the previous uh, caller who called in, how do you do relationships? I was holding on to people that didn't want to hold on to me. I was holding on to people that my greatness was becoming too big for, not because I was greater than them, but things I wanted to do, our relationship had expired. So I had to upgrade my relationship. Uh-huh. And so that was the boom, bam, kicker uh, for me uh, with that one.
3: And in this book, people can get that kind of information. They can get that kind of direction to answer Absolutely. those
2: questions. Through. Absolutely. So. Because in the book, it's not just the interviews, but after almost every interview, there are implementation guides.
3: Exactly. Because you look questions.
2: at these people's lives, now ask yourself. What about me? What about my weight? Because I, I lay it out on the line. I'm still considered overweight, but I, I used to be a size 26. Now I'm in 18s. I'm i I'm trying to get to the fourteenth and the sixteenth realm,
3: but I
1: still
2: deal with it. But what about yeah. you? You can look at me all day long, Now what about you? What about your weight? What's your relationship like with it? And so not to, just to turn the tables in a very peaceful, calming, non-offensive, private way. So you can understand, like when you said Jules' part, the relationship with yourself, which is the most important, because it's the relationship that reflects and defines what you, how you relate and connect with others.
3: Exactly. So, well, so you do agree that that is the most important um, relationship that you can have is the one with yourself. That was my next question, as a matter of fact. Absolutely,
2: because the relationship you have with yourself is the one you use to teach people how to treat you, and you use purpose and mission as the lesson plan. And it is also the utmost, um, the the one that the real-deal lens we use of how we see God, receive God, and be God.
3: Hmm. I like that. I like that. that. That's actually a good segue into my, my next question the relationship with you and the church My my show next week is about church hurt So a lot of people are having um, Unfortunately Not so good relationships with the church nowadays um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are some of the revelations you've had About um, people and their relationship With the church
2: Well I would say first of all um, I know people say it all the time And I, I told a group this the other day I was raised in the church But that doesn't mean anything Because you can raise windows in the church <laughs> um, but I came up to the church But I had a real relationship with God As a little girl And as a teenager And as a young woman I didn't ride on my parents' coattail I knew God for myself I had a relationship I prayed I knew my Know and knew my Bible And so And I didn't really experience Major church hurt So I must say that And my relationship with the church Is the foundation of how and How I live And who I am But there was a time That I got tired I was tired of being the one to open the church, close the church, sing, pray, teach, talk, children's church. And I felt like it wasn't the church's fault I allowed myself to be used. I said yes. Nobody made me say yes. And I think sometimes, and I hope this doesn't set any listener wrong, but I just got to tell the truth. Sometimes a lot of things we think are church hurt is self-ignorance. Sometimes people don't hurt us. We allow people to do things to us we don't like, whether it be at church or at work. So my experience with with church was I knew that my relationship with God needed to bust out of the four walls. I wasn't mad with the saints. I wasn't mad with God. I just knew Mm -hmm. that what I needed to do could not be contained in the steeple, in the uh, stained glass window, so to speak. So I knew that my purpose would get out. Now, did people... Say I backslid? Yeah. Did people talk about me? Yeah. They, didn't, they never said it in my face. <laughs> but sure. Did they? Did I get hearsay? Oh yeah. You know, i being ordained. at, You know, what is she not loving God now? She's not. I had to hear all of that, but I wasn't hurt by it. I was motivated by it because I'm like, if they see me doing different, then that's a good thing. So I, my relationship with the church expanded beyond mm. the church, beyond the four walls, because we are the church as a whole. Okay. So I knew that God was not tongue-tied to the 66 books. I knew that what God wanted to say to me, through me, to other people, I needed a relationship outside of that form. So my relationship with the church shifted.
3: Wow. I can't wait to finish this book. Where where can people get a copy of this book? I know I got mine Uh, dot Amazon.com.
2: Yes, they can get on Amazon.com. Um, I put a link in your Let's Face It radio page on Facebook so they can get it there. I also have a few uh, copies um, on hand uh, for autographed copies, and they can order them through my website, com. But I would like to give uh, two listeners an opportunity to get the book for free. Um, oh, wow. I have, yes, 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 I would really love to do that. Um, the book that we have uh, Relations, nothing but the truth. I'm having an Empowered by Purpose Live workshop here in Raleigh on January 17th. And we are offering a wonderful opportunity for people who are just want something different men and women who are tired of going to conferences and arrive full and leave empty or lose everything they got in the parking lot or being talked to and at instead of spoken with. And so myself and four, three of my other colleagues in the area have joined together, joined forces, to offer Empowered by Purpose. So any listener who registers for Empowered by Purpose tonight, I will send them a copy of Relationships, Nothing But the Truth for Free, the first two who register. And that link is also going to be available in your Facebook um, community. So and I'll put, Empowered and by I'll put Purpose. it on the
3: website as well. I'll put it on their website.
2: Yes. Yes, and we have a promo code, so they're not just only saving, getting the book for free, but we're offering them a a promo code, a $40 savings to come to Empowered by Purpose. And Empowered by Purpose is just not for every single person. It's for people who are ready, you know, people who are ready. And I heard Nikki say that so eloquently about um, being ready, because a lot of times we have lip service to what we say, but when it comes time to implement, and I have conversations all the time with people talking about, I know. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Okay, well, what are you going to do with what you know? You know, um, most of us have shopped for gifts for people uh, over the holidays, and now what do we have for ourselves? So it's an opportunity to invest. If you keep saying, I know there's more than life to this, or, you know being broke isn't good enough anymore because we have a coach that specializes in earning income, Um, or or you know that that greatness for your time is now, or you don't want the pain of the past to keep sabotaging your present and your future. So we are going to have individual one-on-one coaching sessions with those who are in attendance, and we kept the community small. So anyone who wants to get the book um, for free tonight, go and register at Empowerment purpose dot net, and when you register, we will have your name and send you a free copy of Relationships Nothing But the Truth.
3: Awesome! Oh, and I'll add that it is for men and women. Because when I first looked at it, I was like, "Well, this is for this is for women." But then I, I heard you say that it is also for men as well. Correct.
2: Yes, 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 definitely, and and like I say all the time, men don't let your purpose get tripped up on. Hello, gender Will. I've always been a bigger girl and have struggled exactly. to find clothes that fit into my exactly. age group, but actually suit my body frame. And I really need some help.
3: Okay, I'm not I sure. Have large works.
2: hips and quite big. But breasts. for someone
3: to Thank you so Out much. I have a smaller waist and quite legs. Um, what type of clothing do you suggest? You may be able to look for me at your event on the seventeenth. Okay.
2: I I want to see you there, so come on. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. I'm trying to get Kim to come with you. me. Okay, please do. Love to
3: see you. God bless. You're listening to Let's Face It on the Survival Radio Network. I'm your host, Will Strayhorn. We'll be right back.
4: Looking for unique and safe gifts for children and those with sensitive skin? Look no further than Azariah's Innocence.com. Azariah's Innocence is a natural bath and body product line created by teenpreneur, philanthropist, and honor roll student Zandra Azariah Cunningham. All natural oils, butter, and herbs make up a beautiful assortment of artisan soaps, lotion bars, bath bomb fizzies, sugar scrubs, candy and cupcake soap, and much more. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Azariah's Innocence or contact us at 1-585-68-PURE-1. Fun, fresh, artisan beauty for girls from 6 to 106.
3: More and more people are making their purchases online. And their number one resource is ShopSquare.com at shopsquare.com they're committed to excellence and top-notch customer service shopsquare.com is empowering customers just like you by providing them with the best details online anytime if you're looking for electronics home decor home appliances sporting equipment college wear or fashion shopsquare.com is where you want to be go to www.shopsquare.com or give us a call at 877 877- Six five nine zero eight zero seven. That's eight seven seven six five nine zero eight zero seven. So let's face it. Welcome back to Let's Face It. I'm your host, Will Strayhorn. It's time for Image Matters, where I offer image, fashion, and beauty tips to help inquiring minds just like you who want to look the part. My first submitted question tonight is from submitted from Stacy from Hyattsville, Maryland. Let's hear Stacey.
2: Hello, Will. I've always been a bigger girl. I have struggled to find clothes that fit into my age group but actually suit my body frame, and I really need some help. I have large hips and quite big breasts. I have a smaller waist and great legs. What type of clothing do you suggest?
3: Okay. Well, first of all, it's not so much of a problem. You actually have one of the more admired body shapes. You have what's called the full Hourglass, and that's pretty much like the Coke bottle shape. When you see the guys doing the, the hand motion of the sexy body, that's pretty much what you have. Your hips and your, your breast area are proportioned, and you have a smaller waist. Now, one of the biggest challenge in dressing your body shape is how to balance your curves because you don't want to really want to wear anything that's going to be too boxy um, because it's going to conceal your small waist, and that's really one of your, your, your better assets. So what I always suggest when I'm working with clients is that you really want to wear um, shaped and fitted lines that are going to follow your body line, your natural body line, nothing that's going to add too much volume or um, too much bulk to your outfits. So, again, using your smaller waist, you want to make that one of the best assets that you um, show off. Some people, they're fine. They want to accentuate their breasts and their hips, depending. You know, I don't have an actual picture of you, so I don't know if um, they're kind of imbalanced, but... Most people, they want to complement them, but they really want to accentuate their small um, waist. One thing that I would um, advise you to, to invest in some good support gear, support wear, Um, definitely investing in a good supportive bra that's going to help you provide um, extra lift so that you can really see your defined waist. And I always recommend clients go to Macy's, Dillard's. Um, There's a brand called Wacoal. W-A-C-O-L. Actually, Oprah uses this. Um, It's an investment, but they have a huge collection of designs. Um, They have multiple functions for any type of outfit that you would wear. And that's, again, Waco, W-A-C-O-L. Some outfit choices for your upper body. Again, what you want to do is you want to avoid anything that's going to be too boxy. Everything you want to have some type of a uh, form and a shape to it. Um, jackets that perhaps tie around the waist, something that crosses. Um, I always recommend the wrap dress. The wrap dress is excellent for showing off the hourglass figure because it's going to give you just the right glimpse, right amount of glimpse of cleavage, and it's going to graze over your hips without clinging to them. And it's going to give you a, an opportunity to um, tie the belt to show your waistline. If you're wearing anything like pants, I always suggest you wear maybe like a straight leg or a wide leg. Um, some people – you know, feel comfortable wearing the skinny or the slim fit. I would just say balance it with perhaps maybe an Empire waist, uh, empire um, shirt, which where is basically fitted up under the breast area and it flows on top. Um, that Again, that's just if this is something that you want to be conscious of, of not showing um, too much cleavage or anything like that. I would ask that you opt away from doing anything that has a high neckline like a turtleneck because it's going to give you that uniboob look. Um, where it's like there is no cleavage and no definition between the two. So I would always suggest that you opt perhaps for a V-neck or perhaps even a scoop neck. Again, just make sure that you have everything tailored. Um, Flat front pants and the straight are good again. Y-leg pants. If you're going to do the jean, opt for a boot cut or straight. And A-line skirts. A lot of people don't like A-line skirts, but they're really hip. Um, and I know that you said you had great legs. You can raise the hemline a little bit. Um, if you're pretty firm, your legs and your thighs are pretty firm, if you're not going to wear tights or anything, I would suggest that you wear an A-line skirt that probably falls about, I would say probably about mid-thigh area or below, a little below the thigh. Um, and that will give you an opportunity to show off your your great legs. I hope some of this information work, worked out for you. Um, if you have any other questions, you can give me a, a call or you can email me back at info at less Our next question was submitted by Chris from Dayton, Ohio.
4: Hello, Will. I'm in a dilemma. As a business executive, I wear a suit and tie every day. I have very little opportunity to dress down, I have my first date in six months next Saturday, and I want to show a more relaxed yet sophisticated look. We're going to a silent auction at an art museum and then to a movie. What would you wear?
3: That's a good question. That's a good question. It looks to me like you're facing one of the more common um, challenges when someone who is, Um, has a busy, perhaps, um, executive job, and they're building a wardrobe. And that's basically that you didn't really create any versatility in selecting your clothes. Um, I always recommend to my clients that when you purchase items, you never purchase event-specific items. For example, you don't purchase school clothes. You don't purchase church clothes. You don't purchase work clothes. You purchase all the items that you have you should be able to wear to work, maybe with a change of accessories you can wear at the church, um, and you can wear it out on a date. So for this particular look, I would my favorite all go-to item or my all go-to look is blazer and jeans. I like that chic look of a nice tailored blazer and jeans. And not just any blazer. Um, it's important to recognize the difference between a blazer and a sport coat. I'm talking about a blazer. A blazer usually has smooth, fine surface material. Usually, it's made out of some type of a wool. Um, sports coat comes in all different types of questions. There, I mean and colors They're tweeds, they're um, corduroys. They're all different types of texture, and they usually are a little bit more bulky. Um, I'm suggesting that you wear, for this event, a blazer that's pretty tailored, something that doesn't have any type of shoulder pad, something that's um, fit to your body. I prefer probably a two-button jacket. Again, I don't have a picture of you, but I, I always opt for a two-button blazer. and something that's really tailored the difference that's going to put you between um to tell the difference between the, the men and the boys is you want everything tailored as if it was made exactly for you so you don't want any excess um space on your shoulders you don't want any excess fabric when you button your jacket even though with this look you really want to wear your um blazer open um i suggest that you take it to the tailors if it's not already fitted get it fitted for you and the jeans because this is a dressy look Always opt for a darker jean because it's going to give you closer to a dress pant. Um, And I would wear a more slimmer, more fitting cut, maybe like a a slim or a – I wouldn't wear a skinny. I would just uh, stick to a slim cut. Not tight. You don't want to look like Fonzie, but you want to definitely have a sleek silhouette. Um, And, again, a dark color would be really good. With a shoe, um, I would wear – if you're wearing a slim shoe, you want to really keep things – I mean, a slim jean, you want to keep things in proportion. So with a slim pant, I would wear a very streamlined shoe. Um, you can do perhaps a loafer. You can do an ox for a driving shoe. But you don't want to do anything clunky or that has bulk because it's going to throw the look off. You're going to have a tailored blazer. You're going to have um, a slim fit jean, and you're going to have a slim line um, shoe. What I would put up under the blazer pretty much depends on Um, your your, your individual taste. I would probably wear a V-neck, depending on the weather. This time of the year, I would probably wear a V-neck cashmere sweater, or if I can't get cashmere, I would get the merino wool. Um, Another thing I would do is slim-fitting button-down shirt with the collar undone. Again, you want to do slim-fit. You don't want any excessive fabric that's going to create bulks, going to make you look sloppy. Um, And then I would add my own touches to it. Normally what I do is I add – I, I'm infamous for wearing my clear frame glasses. I don't wear glasses, but I like the look of glasses when I dress up so I will wear a unique eye popping glass and i will I maybe even put a um, um, contrasting pocket square inside my pocket. so I think if you do that and again, just start building your your closet with versatile pieces so that you can have um a wider selection of creation when you're when you putting your outfit together so Remember, if you're stuck in a fashion rut or just have a question about style, image, or beauty, email your questions to info at Let'sFaceItRadio.com for a chance to have your question answered here on the show. Um, We're out of time. Next week, um, church, church. We're having, you know, people are leaving the church by the dozens. So January the 11th, um, we have three phenomenal guests. We have Pastor... Darren Phelps of Bethel Christian Church in Washington D.C., Pastor A, Pastor Rick Rollins from Genesis Orlando and the Edge Community Church in Tampa, Florida. Dr. Angela Corpu Boyd. She is um, from Women Empowered in the Millennium Inc. Here in Chesapeake, Virginia. She's going to be on the show. And then we have actually next week starts our. Yeah, our, our co-hosts coming in So we have Alicia Brown We have Tony Wilson And we have Latrice B. Carter They'll be coming in to co-host with me And um, I'm looking forward to that We have, like again We have a whole bunch of shows Lined up for January that are going to keep you Definitely excited So let's face it a life, you're going to be faced with many choices
2: Horn and Friends
1: on the Survival Radio Network.
2: Please be sure to visit us on the web often at Let'sFaceItRadio.com
4: for the latest in show information, including upcoming shows, special guests, spotlight interviews, as well as exciting, innovative ways that you can be part of the
2: show. So tune in next week for real people, real topics, real talk. Let's face it.
0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's in store for your business this week at Staples?